Now, now don't get me wrong. Financial legacy is good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's I ain't never say that. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Breathe podcast, a podcast for Black men to be free, open, and vulnerable away from the pressures of men who we find in different aspects of our lives. This is episode six of season two of the podcast, and we got Mr. Matt Cowan back in the building. What's up, bro? What up? Glad to be here again. Yes, is what you have self-proclaimed the regular of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, people try and, you know, they do great. And I just keep coming back. And period. (laughs) And I I just keep coming back. They do. Okay. Yes, you keep coming back. And I'm very grateful and appreciative of that. Um, Today we are talking about, um, well, we're doing our Black History Month episode. So I want to do a specific episode um, to kind of honor this month. Uh, of February and I thought a good way to talk about that would be talking about legacy and what that means for black men uh, black people in general Um, and so we're going to talk about that and I'm excited about it because as Matt will tell you soon I'll let him tell you never mind (laughs) Um, before we do that uh, let's yeah let's do this i wasn't gonna do this but i okay before y'all before we hopped on the show i said they know y'all they know you enough i don't need to ask you any more questions but i think it's a good question so i'm gonna ask it uh what are you most excited about in life right now um that's a really hard question uh i think i'm the most excited about just the routine of life. Um, I think that I found a lot of comfort in routine and like doing a lot, doing things over and over again, uh, getting better at them, uh, being able, like, you know, sometimes just not having surprises is (laughs) exciting. Yeah. Um, And so like not having surprises every now and then is just, good it just keeps the life calm and so um right now i think that's giving me the most excitement just consistency um and the day-to-day um and the work i do and being at home um with my kids and my family um so yeah what 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 about you what are you most excited about right now? Yeah, I think I'm excited about. Um, <laughs> I feel like this comes up every episode now, and so I'm sorry if y'all are tired of me talking about it, but I'm excited to be a father. Yeah, um, I think outside of that, I am excited about. Uh, I think I'm. I am increasingly allowing myself to be creative. And allow mm-hmm. myself the space to really dream about what breathe, breathe brother could be. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about leaning into that space more and kind of what will come out of it um, to the ends of like helping, helping black men uh, heal, helping black men be 
Paul, helping black men be self-aware, emotionally aware, right? and just having that space to be free, like we try to do in this podcast. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited about. Um, I think that's kind of connected to a little bit what we want to talk about today. But before we do that, we always got to check in. You good, bro? You know, here's here's the thing. I am actually good. Uh, I'm in a, a space of contentment. I think that I've had a lot less anxiety these days. Um, and I think there, there have been some obstacles, uh, some obstacles, especially around parenting right now uh, with my son. But I think... Even in all of that, I fi- I'm finding joy and I'm finding opportunities to laugh and I'm finding opportunities to to see the good in a uh, situation that is very difficult. You know, it may not start that way, but I think each and every day that has been rough uh, in that aspect, I've ended with a smile on my face and uh, laughter. Um, so, yeah, man, I think right now, I yeah. I can honestly say I'm good, but are you good, bro? <laughs> I am feeling reflective. I don't know if reflective is a word. Try that it's a feeling or an emotion. I think kind of is. Introspective, maybe. Is that a I feeling? Think, I, don't think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think the neither of those words are on the feelings. Contemplative, wheel. maybe? I think that might be on the feelings wheel. Maybe that's on the Phillies wheel. Um, <laughs> and I am feeling grateful. Um, and so I say contemplative. I think I like I I think I am in a space where I am figuring some things out uh, about myself. I am in a space where I have received a lot of feedback from different sources, and I think that that has been a lot but also trying to be introspective about the the pieces of that feedback that I want to take and implement um, and the pieces of it that are actually like truth that I kind of like, that's why I'm resistant <laughs> to it. Uh, but then I'm also grateful. I think I you said something in one of our conversations recently around being grateful about where you are and the people you get to do life with. Uh, and I find myself grateful um, for that as well. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful for just like the blessings that I have and are upcoming and yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, man. I see all them diapers in the background, man. You ready? Yeah, man. I try to hide them with my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I now, this is now baby central at this house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, um, we can go ahead and jump in. Speaking of diapers <laughs> and babies uh, with legacy, um, and I think, yeah, I think about legacy the more I get older. I think mm-hmm. about it more often. And I think about how I want to leave a legacy, how I want to um, both leave a legacy in the world leave a legacy for my family, uh, leave a legacy in, in several aspects. And so I think I wanted to talk about this with you um, 
and I'll, I'll keep wanting to say why I want to talk about it with you, um, right. but I'm going to let you say why. It's mm-hmm. it's apropos that I'm talking with, about it with you. That's the um, word I don't know, but I think I can use context clear. Appropriate. <laughs> appropriate just came out first. Um, but <laughs> um, anyway, what is legacy? Um, what does it so, mean to you? Well, I think one of the things that I identified as uh, one of my core values is legacy. Uh, it's like, I think you might have been, I think I had an opportunity to kind of lay down my core values and get to one. And I think the one that I landed on was legacy uh, because of all of the other, uh, how all my other core values connect to it. Uh, but legacy to me is how it's the impact or what we leave behind once we're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like for me, I want my life to mean something. I want it to matter. Uh, and I'm not, and when I say that, I'm not talking about in a famous uh, or a fame type sense, but I just want to know that I left this world better than I found it, or I left the spaces that I was in better than I found it. Or that I had an impact in a in a positive way on on people's lives, and so for me, I think like the le- like it's all about what I leave behind um, is legacy, and that's really really important to me, and it drives a lot of the decisions I make. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. It's just like what am I leaving behind, whether it's at a organization or a job or a, a school or, or even a person, uh, how am I leaving a lasting legacy or a lasting moment or impact with the individual or place? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think I agree with that. I think about legacy is in of how do I, Similarly, leave an impact, but also how do I leave whatever situation, whether it's my family or work or whatever I'm doing, how do I leave it better than where I found it? Um, And how can I plant seeds to continue that forward momentum? Mm -hmm. That's what I think about legacy. Uh, I just looked up legacy online. And the first definition was an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. Mm. I thought it was interesting how you didn't mention money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is legacy, do you think about legacy from a financial perspective? Um, Or is it just, is it not a part of your definition or is it just a piece of it? How do you think about the financial piece? Yeah, I think legacy uh, financially is it's a piece of it. I don't. I just don't think it's the it's the main thing uh, of it. I think, and I wonder if that's just kind of how it aligned for me in my life. Uh, because I think about my parents and the legacy that they are leaving or have left. Um, I ne- I never have thought about it financially. Uh, and I've always thought about the lessons that I've learned uh, more than the money uh, or the item or the property or the land. Um, 
Because, like, I honestly, like, when my mom passed, she had life insurance. But other than that, like, she didn't leave us possessions. Uh, she left us with the lessons that she taught us. And so I think about that more in, in a legacy sense. Uh, and I think about how we may how I, how we make people feel um, more than I think about tangible things. I mm-hmm. guess my definition of legacy is very is more abstract than than, than tangible. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but what I thought about is how does that, how that is actually unique as a perspective, I think, particularly as we think about men, manhood, and how, what the expectations of our role as men are while we're here. I think there is this expectation of financial provision mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. I think depending on some, some circles are different and some perspectives are different, but I think the traditional sense of what being a man is in a family is this financial provision. So you would think legacy would automatically think like also include or the default, the first priority would be a financial provision mm-hmm. um, a financial legacy. I mean, and so I think about like, it's a life insurance, but it's also the stocks. It's also like the will. It's also the estate, whatever you're able, wherever you are. Like, I think that that is often an expectation of black men, but I think it begs the question of men in general. And then of course we're talking about black men specifically, but I think it begs the question of like, um, what should we actually be striving to leave behind? Mm-hmm. Like, is that financial piece enough or are we also leaving behind? Are we leaving it behind? We can leave. Is it okay that we're leaving behind this like positive or this like wealth financially, but we're not leaving it behind like an emotional wealth. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving behind whole families <laughs> or we're not leaving behind children who are able to have healthy relationships because of the unhealthy relationship of exa- unhealthy examples of relationships that they saw that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just like, I think we often think about legacy or materialistic lens. But I think like, what is, how do we expand that? Yeah. I mean, I never even thought about it in that sense, but I think that, I think it's just in ways that I've tried to leave legacy as like sayings that I have. Mm-hmm. Like my dad used to say, uh, used to say things like a man can't stay in the bed all day. Right. And so like I wake up every Saturday morning, whether I have anywhere to be or not, no later than seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Because in the back of my mind, I hear my dad saying a man ain't got time to be in the bed all day. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> Just up. Yeah, but I know that I need to be up. I mean, I just, and it's just built on that. And so, like, there are little sayings that I I give to my uh, my kids, and I kind of, you know, uh, I guess preach, if you will, preach to them every time because uh, it's like, or with apologies, I'm like, the best apologies change behavior, right? And so, <laughs> like, when they saying I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm like, okay, 
but the best apology is to change the behavior that we're seeing, right? And so, like, it's just like, I feel like lessons can come in those little nuggets and repeat it and are repetitive that they learn over and over and over again. And that's part of the legacy that can live on. Um, and so, and I think it's like those types of things don't just have one that can't be taken from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't lose them. Um, and they, they, um, they can take care of you for past more than a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, because I think it just, because it just continues to build on each other. Um, and so that's just the one thing that my dad said that I don't always think this, you know, it's like, it might be a little bit of, could be a little toxic that he said <laughs> that. Right. <laughs> However, it's just like, like that's probably one I won't be saying. Right. I might, be like, now, MJ, it, it is an opportunity to rest and rest is important. Da, 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 da. But I think it's like how we pay, those are passed down over and over and over from generation to generation. I think about that even like how, you know, back in times we passed down even stories through uh, in history. We passed down stories through word of mouth. Um, yeah. But just thinking through how that comes over and over again in a family, I think will it's how legacy lives on. And that's how like we live on uh, within our families. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is really important. Cause I think about when you think about how legacy kind of lives in our history um, in black history, mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that were, where the legacy of our ancestors were actually intangibles. Um, like our slave ancestors didn't have land to give us. Mm-hmm. They didn't have money or life insurance to leave us mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or leave the, the generations after them, I should say. Uh, but it was, it was, you could think about like stories, you could think about songs even, uh, but you could also think about like these values. And I think about faith, for instance, mm-hmm. like the faith that they had in God was passed down. Um, I think about this, this, um, um, hard working nature, um, or even in Memphis, we talk about this like grit and grind that like I just didn't start twenty years ago. Right, <laughs> like that's been passed down. Like, um, so I think there's like these like like intangible things that we have already been passed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like. For us to say that, like, or for anyone to think that, okay, I left a legacy because I left my family a million dollar life insurance policy, like, that's great, and like, that's not in 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 uh, in line with the traditions that are in our that our ancestors have already kind of started, um, mm-hmm. and so I think those intangibles, those sayings that you're you're telling your kids, or the ways in which like we're showing up. And um, the examples that we're setting um, for those that are looking up to us, I think, are just as important, if not more important, mm-hmm. uh, than uh, the traditional like financial sense of legacy. Yeah, yeah, man, that that's real. I think it's like now. Now, don't get me wrong. Financial legacy is good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's I ain't never right. say that. Right. Leave me a million dollars, man. <laughs> right. 
but I think if we if we leave a million dollars and we and uh, we haven't been taught, we're left a million dollars and we haven't been taught what to do with it. That's good. It it means nothing. It goes away. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the part that I really want to 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 kind of you know drive home. It's like yeah, it's the money and it's the lessons. Um, and I think that's where sometimes we either leave one of one or the other. And I think it's really important for both to exist in the same space. Um, yeah. If, even if it's not much, mm. it's, it's a, it's, it's something, it's a start and the lessons, if the lessons go along with it, it can multiply. Yeah. And I think that's the part that, um, uh, I think we miss sometimes we have the lessons, but no money or the money and no lessons because we spent all our time working for the money mm-hmm. uh, and not being uh, physically present with our families uh, and being able to teach the lessons that go along with it. Yeah, so it's, I just, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. And I was just going to say, it's because the money can't, the money doesn't then multiply or get passed down from generation to generation because a lot of times what we see is like, I even be honest and say, this is kind of what happened with my family. My mom left us, me and my sister's money. And at this point that money's gone. (laughs) Right. And so it was like, you know, granted we did a couple of things that increased legacy. Right. Um, However, but the money's gone because like we had it and what we did with it was enjoy it rather than invest it or, mm-hmm. you know, take it and multiply it. Um, and so I think that's the thing that I, if I had to go back and do, I would figure out more on, I would be more intentional about figuring out how to multiply it instead of just enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it looks like to apply this same thought process outside of money? So, like, what does it look like to, like, um, when you're thinking about, like, I think part of the reason I do this work and I want to do more of this work is that I want to see, like, legacy or men, healthy men leaving a legacy of healthy children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, like, how how do we like map this kind of idea of like lessons and how to use it when you think about money? How do we map that onto other aspects of life? Yeah, I think we have a saying that if uh, we if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. That don't necessarily uh, actually the math ain't mathing with that one uh, <laughs> to me. Uh, I think a lot of people know better, but they don't necessarily do better, and so. I, uh, I say that to say, like, I think as we learn to be more emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, I think that we have to pass down new ways of coping and dealing with situations to our kids. Mm. Um, and I think it takes a lot because a lot of times we're doing that while learning those new techniques or coping mechanisms ourselves. Uh, and then, yeah, it don't just click with kids the same way uh, that it that it click with the thoughts like, like we can kind of manage changing habits within ourselves and like mentally make those connections with like, Oh, I feel this. I would normally do this, but instead I'm going to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard for kids to do that. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, it's a, it's, it's one teaching them, being willing to teach them and stick to it even when it's hard. Uh, because I think my wife and I, we try to raise emotionally intelligent children, but and it's very hard. <laughs> and it's just like, no, I'm about to go back to what my dad had taught me. Yeah. Um, and th- and that's not what it, and I don't think that's helpful. Um, now, granted, what my dad did was what he had, the tools he had at the time, and I turned out pretty good. However, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however, I think there are opportunities for me to do something different and for my kids to have, you know, be able to one make the connections that I made sooner or to even take the step to go to therapy sooner uh, than I did so that they can have more of a, a freedom to be themselves, be authentically themselves, uh, and the freedom to feel uh, emotionally whole and not have to turn off those things. Um, and so I think it's important. What was the question? Oh, I'm just seeing how it maps on. You're saying you're answering oh, Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to go back and and give a conclusion sentence, but then I was like, I don't even remember the question. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. I think it makes me think of this idea. I mean, we think about generational trauma, Mm -hmm. but I think we also, I think I've also heard this concept of generational healing Mm. and how in ways like as we are, as we heal, from the same kind of patterns, same ways of being, same ways of responding, uh, stop the same trauma from happening or avoid the same trauma from happening. Um, We then pass that on to the next generation. And that in itself is legacy, is leaving a legacy Mm. of of healing. Um, And I think that I feel like personally, there are some things that I am, for whatever reason, been tasked with like breaking this generational curse. <laughs> um, and like, I feel like this extra, like, this might get abstract for some people, but this extra level of like spiritual warfare around some of it, uh, because I think it stops with me <laughs> and mm-hmm. it like, it like breaks with me. Mm. And so that my kids, my daughter and then God willing future kids or future child only want one more <laughs> uh, doesn't have to like deal with the same things that I have that my parents mm-hmm. have that I'm sure their parents have um, and so I think that yeah like it, it, it definitely because you think about generational wealth like all these people got money from slavery still yeah like people yeah. That might have been very clear. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know if you had to clarify that. But no, (laughs) that that comment you said, baby, really think about when we went to the Just Hill Bro thing and uh, uh, the event. And uh, I don't remember who said it, but what he said was that what David didn't address manifested in Solomon. Mm -hmm. And, And so I just think like, like whatever we don't deal with will manifest in our in our kids, and it's really important for us to really break down those uh, 
those those curses, those uh, traumas that we're we're dealing with in order for our our, our kids to be free. Uh, and I wonder if there's like I think I even think about like sometimes we break down things and we don't want to talk about it. Um, I think that it might become it might be space. We might we need to make space to talk about that for with our with our kids when the time is right. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's what that that's what that's how we get free. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's this like um, kind of other world where I have beaten this thing and then now it's just not going to go to my child. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that part of it is the trauma and shame and guilt and fear and whatever and all these things that kind of build up strongholds around the issue for um, a generation. Like when I think about, for instance, like when I say all these things around that have built up for my dad, like I dealt with the same things, but my dad never talked about it because yeah. it was buried under all of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk about it, talk about whatever until I bring it up after trying to like mend relationship with him, heal a relationship with him. And then also like started to like lean into him. He was like, "Well, dang, I did. I dealt with that too. Right. I felt seen, but also it's like, well, dang, I wish I could have talked to you about it the first time this started to come up for me, mm-hmm. or the first like issue that I had. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. So like this, I, it's like it's like these these silos that happen, this isolation that happening um, because of all the shame or guilt or just lack of processing." <laughs> in general. Yeah. And I think that yeah, I, I I don't I don't think that my kids won't run into the same things that I've run into. Right. I would like for them to know that I've run into them and that I can talk to, I can be someone they can talk to about it. So it doesn't it's already on like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be like emboldened by the shame, emboldened mm-hmm. by the secrecy, emboldened by the isolation in it. Um, it's out and open. And I think those things are, like, when those things happen, it's like things lose power. Mm-hmm. How do you... I, uh, I think, like, that's even something that... I think having your kids be able... Hold on, I'm trying to figure out how I want to post the statement. I think that having an open dialogue in your house is even a legacy that you can leave mm, yeah. um, because it, it creates a space where, um, where we can talk about things and you don't feel like, I, th- I feel like in, in, in where I, when I grew up, when I talked about stuff, I felt afraid, not afraid of shame, but afraid I was getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. And so instead of talking about it with, you know, my dad, who like I trusted and I talked to about a lot, but there were certain there were certain topics that were off off limits because I didn't know how he would react and I felt like I would be in trouble. Yeah. And so like I think how do we create a space where like our family our kids can feel freed up and comfortable and confident enough to have those conversations with us where they don't feel shamed and you know and stuff 
and stuff and stuff yeah <laughs> i mean i think you think about it i think it's like for most people i'm going into my therapist hat <laughs> mm-hmm. um there's some interaction with a significant individual in their life when they were younger where they felt disapproved of, rejected, um, unloved, un- uh, undervalued. And most of the time it's from something that that person said or did that communicated um, that whatever they were doing wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And so I think you do the opposite. So I think it's like communicate, like when, when, like kid, I feel like um, being an educator has shown me this and also school as well. Like kids are often in like a trial and error ex- experimentation phase of like, what is, a, what is uh, good in this space? What would be approved of in this space? What is worthy of me being in this space? I think it's like small things of like crying about um, not being able to get something when they want to. (laughs) I think it's like not suck it up. Boys don't cry. Blah blah. It's not that. It's talking about their feelings, helping them navigate through those feelings. And offering another way of responding. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's just already like, it's like the way in which you interact that like continues to remind uh, your kids that that their ways in which they are being and and existing in, in the space are, are okay. Mm-hmm. I think that opens it up from the beginning. And then from there, it's like practicing open conversations. And I think a lot of times it's, it's a, like while they're children, like you have, we have to leave in that as parents. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Me added myself into that category of parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, um, you can't go back now. I know too late now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like it's, it, it is, it's by example, honestly, like I think kids, are taking in everything and seeing if they if they have your approval mm-hmm. at any given moment and what they need to do to get your approval. And so if they see that you don't approve of being being open or they you don't you don't approve about approve of a part of of something else and someone else that they see that see in themselves <laughs> or something that they do that you don't like. Uh, then they're not going to be open with you about it. And so they're not going to feel like that's a safe space where you can, but they can share. So, mm-hmm. And I think that's going to, and I think if we can figure that out, I think that's, uh, that's going to be really important and vital to the legacy that we live, yeah. leave um, with our children, because that's how those lessons are taught. Uh, that's how those lessons are infused, not just in repetition, but in those moments that our kids feel seen, uh, heard, um, and cared for. Um, and I think that's how that's a legacy worth leaving um, because you're leaving behind a semi, uh, 
semi-healed individual. Yeah. Um, that still probably need to go to therapy. <laughs> right. So. Um, never stops. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, as as we kind of start to wrap it up, I wanted to ask, um, what legacy are you building? That's a hard question. Um, I think I'm actually I'm gonna be able to answer this question because of a conversation that I had with my daughter. Uh, I think I'm leaving a legacy that we know that my family, my children, the people that uh, I come in contact with, will know that our that the word that what we do. Um, yes, we can do the things that we love, and also. Our our lives should be spent helping other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that my wife and I are both in education. Uh, we work a lot and we serve in uh, neighborhoods that we believe that, that we've been called to. And my daughter sees this. Um, and I was able to go on a little daddy-daughter date with her uh, last Friday. And I just asked her what would a perfect day be for her. Um, and she responded and she was like, I would practice ballet. And then I'll spend the rest of the day helping people. And like, I don't think we have. Uh, like verbally told her, like, this is something that we believe in. Uh, I think it's just been in shown in our actions, and out of all things that I would I would want my daughter to pick up from me, it's that that at the end of the day, uh, the two things that I believe that God really commanded us to do is to love God and love people, uh, and. We can love them by through by helping them, um, and so I think maybe not even intentionally, but unintentionally, uh, I am building a legacy that our, that our family, what Calwins do, is that we help people in their time of need, um, matter no matter if we know them or if we don't know them. Uh, if they're family or if they're not, um, our, 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 our mission is to help uh, people be better versions of themselves. What, what about you, sir? What, should, what legacy are you leaving? I don't know if I can come after that. <laughs> Look like you're about to cry, too. <laughs> you're like tearing up a little bit. It's okay. No, not, not, not this time. <laughs> I, now, I, I will cry. Uh, <laughs> but no not this time um I guess something I've been thinking about a lot um is I of course um started to actually build my family um and so I don't know I think I think I, I think about it in a little couple ways, I think that outside of my family, I want 
to leave a legacy that people one that people are people first mm-hmm. um, and that I want everyone that I come into contact with to feel seen um, and to feel affirmed you do that naturally <laughs> Thank sorry you. and feel affirmed who they are um, and uh, whatever whenever I leave that person or leave that situation I just like hope that that's like what they felt for me um I think in my family I think I want to leave um, sometimes I think about a lie it's just like leaving a legacy of faith in terms of like knowing that we don't always have to have it figured out <laughs> um, but that the Lord will provide mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to sit in the gratitude and joy that comes from what he's already provided. Um, and that's all counterintuitive for me. <laughs> and so like, I want to be very like intentional about creating a household that does that and leading a household that does that. Um, and I think like Lastly, it's just like um, I want like my family, like so my my, my daughter uh, and potentially future kid, singular, um, to. Well, you know what you got to do. I know <laughs> to know. Um, that they are loved um, deeply um, just as the way they are and to be able to like love and serve others after the out, out of that security. It's like, I want them to feel secure in the love that me and their mother give them um, and knowing that they're beautiful, knowing that they're smart, knowing that they're intelligent and be able to like, have healthy relationships because of that um, and then go on and like impact the world in their own ways out of that confidence, that self-confidence. Oh. Yeah. Whole, whole human beings. Whole human beings. Mm-hmm. Have a whole baby. Yep. <laughs> and then you're going to be amazed how she's going to be this big and then she's going to be like four feet tall. In six years. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yep. like that's personal. Yeah. Reflection. Yeah. Lawrence was like six pounds. And now she's like four feet. <laughs> and read me books. I used to read her books. Now she read me books at night. That's crazy. So. Well, cool, bro. Uh, it's a good episode. Yeah. It, it didn't go all. None of the questions. I, I didn't have to ask any of them. Yeah, you ask one, and then it just rolled. I feel like that's how our conversations normally go. So, yeah, I also think that was the first time you ever asked me what I mean by legacy. Well, I say it for the podcast. <laughs> um, but, all right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Um, still trucking. May have one or two episodes left before I have to bow out for a little bit. But as always. 
breathing as a black man is an act of resistance. Keep hard, y'all. <laughs>